Welcome, everyone. The time is is near. It's really near. It's uh, ex extremely close. We've got regrets, and we have some you know things that have worked our way, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our portfolio. We're going to talk about what's going on in uh, Pete's life, his trip to Vegas. We're going to talk about Davis and just some of the um, – I think Davis has some good mental nuggets he's going to give us this show. So make sure you stay tuned. It's the Swolecast from Welcome, everyone, to the Swellcast. David Kitchen, a.k.a. Soccer Dave, Peter Roversette, Davis Matic on the show. Um, level 1 to 10 burnout, Pete. Where are you right now? So I'm not burned out with fantasy. I'm still having a ton of fun drafting. I'm burned out with doing real-life stuff, like oh. calling my electrician every 10 minutes and trying to change all my addresses and cleaning a house and figuring out all this new shit. That's what I'm burned out on, Dave. I can draft teams until the cows come home. Do you think that drafting is like an outlet for you then right now? I would say it's an escape, Dave. I would yeah. say kind of everything we do here is an escape from the world, and uh, I value that. Yeah, who needs therapy when you can just draft all sorts men, of men would rather draft 500 best ball teams <laughs> instead of going to therapy? Well, what was crazy to me is I knew I'd obviously I know I've been drafting a shit ton of teams. What I didn't realize is the the number I've drafted on stream and Michael Dubner's been tracking all of my live streams and he let me know I just passed a hundred live stream drafts this summer, which is <laughs> like I don't even know how that math works out. I mean, that's just an absurd amount. Well, is he counting randomizers? I, no, I don't think he's counting randomizers. I think it's anything uh, splash play, my channel, ship chasing. I heard um, you. I heard I did not watch, but I heard that there was an adventure on Club Top Shot wasting one of your BBM three bullets. Luckily, it was not my bullet. We did that one on Clay's account. But yes, uh, Jack and Clay have some very galaxy brain <laughs> ideas of how to draft teams. Did they take Isaiah Likely in the 14th round? No, they <laughs> took the lacrosse player on uh, on the Falcons. I still oh, the, run, the, the running back. Yeah, Bernhardt, the running back. Yes. Yeah, so. Or wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. And then people are in like my mentions now telling me he's a great pick. So maybe I'm the one who's yeah. uh, who's wrong. Sounds like you, uh, you need to live, live a little. Um Davis, level one to ten, your burnout. How is it going? Life one out of ten. My life is so not stressful right now. Like wedding planning is over, like all that stuff completely in the rear view. Uh fantasy ten out of ten. I'm drafting on three platforms eleven to twelve hours a day because it's like don't get and don't get lazy right now. Don't get lazy the last week. Don't don't yeah. like like wait wait a week to be lazy. <laughs> work so you worked so hard until now. How you, long did it say, yeah. take you to set up those recurring referral tweets for drafters? I mean, that had to have been. <laughs> well, yesterday I got like an absurd amount of referrals, like the most referrals I've ever gotten in a day doing anything. So I was like, again, don't get lazy now. Like, sure, let Tuttle, <laughs> like, let, let Tuttle and Pete get their jokes in now. Let, but, like, let them body bag you. Yeah, let them, but let them body bag you. It's like, it's like, you know, money is very important. And so get get the bag right now. Now is bag Bearing season. you with the cash. I knew uh, because you're 
you are typically not the type of guy to tweet out something and then retweet it, um, you know, a couple hours later. And you did that. Correct. So that's that's how I knew you were grinding you, the edges. Davis, I just from a pure uh, GTO Twitter thing, I think a follow up thread tweet bump to the original tweets more valuable than a, a cold retweet. More effort, more effort. <laughs> oh my god! Just, but you just totally... gave a pump talk to not get lazy now to stay focused, and you can't do a follow up. No, you're you're of course you're uh, of course you are you are totally correct. Yeah. This but, uh, the the good news is the good news is that number one the season's approaching, and number two Davis Labor Day is approaching, and I think with all the hard work you've been doing recently, you just need to give yourself. A day off. How many teams do we think I can draft on Labor Day? Oh gosh. I mean, how many? I guess it would be however many you, you wanted to, like multi. I bet you'll draft and... ten teams on Labor Day. I told I told Pete your chat. I told them if I really focused on it, I could do a hundred teams in a day. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Sounds like a challenge, Davis. Yeah, stream it, dude. <laughs> no. No, because that's you are you are you are you're like whatever extra brain power you need to like figure out a correlation in three seconds when you're on the clock. You're wasting that trying to talk. All right. So uh, over the weekend, we had obviously um, last preseason games and then we had all the cuts this week. You feeling good? You feeling bad about things? I know Rojo like. You barely, you barely, like, I don't know. Did you want him to be cut and maybe go to a better team? You, you can see it either way. Honestly, like if, if Rojo got cut the way Michelle got cut and then signed with the chargers, that would be a clear win. But like re-signing with the Buccaneers or being like the Texans third string or whatever, clear loss. Right. So it seems fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so dire right now for Rojo that it's like I I really don't know what is better, being fourth on the depth chart or getting cut and being third on the depth chart somewhere else. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you just hope there's some sort of path where he hits um you know, he hits he's a league winner basically. Yeah, uh, that's that's what my luckily I've been fading him so hard in my pet over the past two weeks that I'm down from like 21% to 15%. If we could get that sub 10 here, I don't know if the math checks out on that, but it would make me feel better from just an optics perspective of staring at that exposure all season long. Yeah, uh, I went to the uh, the beach for our league draft our home league draft. This is year 17 for us. Uh, last year, we you typically we try to go somewhere every year last year I went to fort worth texas this year at the beach it's always fun when people are like oh bachelor party and you're like no fantasy football draft just to see the uh the responses that you get and so i wasn't really plugged i was i was unplugged i guess you could say but i did see a tweet that came across uh i got tagged in a few tweets when Traylon burks scored um and it was a good touchdown too and all and that's all it took to get me back on the Traylon Burks train where I was happy with the exposure that I got you know um, what kitchen I'm on yeah. the Malik Willis train he, he's fun. he's fun dude he's really fun really fun but also um it's so Harold Landry obviously what are you doing 
I mean, I feel like I, uh, I mean, considering how hard it is for me to grow a beard, I feel like I have a decent amount of chest hairs. I feel like yeah. rip and sip and is, this is yeah. uncalled for. For those podcast listeners out there, we had a listener just ask for, for, for the, for, for the, for the audio, audio listeners. I will individually count every one of my David, David, David listeners. missed. David doesn't even know this whole bit that we did. No, I don't. Uh, but for those listening on podcast, rip and sip and ask, do Cowboys win more games than Pete has chest hairs? Because obviously Pete's showing his muscles and his his chest hair right now. Pete, I ever you got you, you got a nice little chest hair spread. Did I ever tell you, Kitchen? You'll love this story. So I didn't I don't I didn't go through puberty until probably junior year of high school. And when I played basketball, and I was afraid I didn't like doing the over the arm stretches because I had no armpit hair, and I was so yeah. embarrassed that every other guy on the team just had a bushel of armpit hair that I'd be doing like my stretches like this as if they didn't <laughs> know that I was a prepubescent kid with no armpit hair. Yeah, mine was. Uh, I still we talked about every no no ship November is just like disappointments basically um, for for me, so. I've, maybe this year is the year. I don't know. Maybe I'll be like Davis and get some uh, some dark hair color, whatever you use, hair dye. Hey, man, I grew a beard for the first time in my life, like the last month. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> but as far as Malik Willis goes, Titans lose Harold Landry, which they just signed for like $80 million. Um, big defensive guy. And... That just makes me it bummed me out yesterday. Incredibly bummed out, and I'm just like, let's is that just start is that play. what led you to wanting to trade away Tannehill in the? And I'm the just like, let's just let's just super, super flex best ball dynasty tight end premium league. Yeah, I'm like, let's just start Malik Willis and see what happens because he is fun, but he's also going to make a ton of mistakes. But like sometimes he's out there and are you are you now bearish on King Henry because Harold Landry has an ACL injury? No, no. I just think that the Titans are not going to be as good. Well, it would not make any sense for them to start Malik Willis and also give the ball to Derrick Henry 900 times. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could do both. You, we've not, we have not seen Malik Willis and Derrick Henry on the field at the same time. It could be just like an incredible combination that the league has literally never seen before. Imagine Michael Vick and, uh, you know, the best running back together. I'm not even team. I'm not even going to jump on that hyperbole because I am now just at this point firmly rooting for Malik Willis to play. Like I'm like the most anti Tannehill guy after this pre like I I just no. Malik and, Willis, how do you keep that guy off? How do you keep him on the I bench? I mean just put him out there and let him cook. <laughs> oh, like uh, literally it would be the most Titans thing to just be like to to Trey Lance Malik Willis effectively to just like watch the starter whelp around Malik Willis comes in, you know, Tannehill strains his knee or something Malik Willis runs for like 103 yards in a game and then Tannehill's out there limping around the next week I still think Tanny is a great value this year like I do I think he's a great value I think people they went way too far um as far as the hate that he he got from that one game but well, I this think is, be fine. this is the problem with taking Tannehill it's my same problem with taking Mariota is like maybe a per game basis they will be values but what are the odds they're starting in week 17? I think it's so low that they are bad pick. Like, I like taking Tannehill. Tannehill is – you cannot say that for Tannehill. I, I feel pretty confident. I, I would make it like minus They were the first place team in the AFC last year. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, if, if they're winning at any sort of decent clip, 
why would they replace him? Don't they don't they start the year? Don't they have like a pretty bad schedule? Oh no, they actually they have a pretty easy schedule. So I, I understand Mariota. Like I understand if that's your thesis. I do not understand Tannehill. Like there has to be a serious injury. Well, he's for- also thirty four and like kind of a mobile guy, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just okay. it, like I would if much rather a, take if that's your thesis, then sure. He's going to get hurt. Well, there, I'm just saying there are multiple outs. There are like, I, I foresee more ways he's not starting than he is. Like, I think it's more likely that the Titans are out of it than they are heavily contending for a second because wild card the, spot. Because the AFC South is so loaded. No, because the AFC, in, I mean, it is in, it is in the range of outcomes that all four AFC West teams are playoff teams. Like that could happen. But Texans and Jags are not going to be good. You agree with that, right? Correct. So, uh, really, they all they just have to spin. <laughs> they have to just compete with the Colts. All right. Enough with the Titans talk. I didn't even bring up the Titans talk. I think Davis did. Well, I, no, I mean, I I actually think that the Malik Willis and the preseason stuff made them made them more interesting. Yeah. I need to point out there's been two phrases uttered by both of you guys that are shocking uh, this show. Dave said, enough with the Titans talk. And Davis said, I'm not even going to go that, to that level of hyperbole. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Your whole worldview. That's, yeah, how, I, that's how burnt out my, my dopamine receptors are, is I can't, even, I can't even bring myself to over-exaggerate. And that's why, Davis, I feel like just in the, uh, the secret chat, you, have, uh, you are preparing yourself. Like, maybe you're not in a great space right now but you are preparing yourself to be in a better space because of the unhealthy off season that you have yes had. if i don't have a reset wager during the nfl season my my mental health uh is gonna go down so i rebooked the same bet i did with wiggins last year which is honestly even if i lose just the existence of it with 60 minutes of exercise 10 minutes of meditation 30 minutes of reading daily it's just it's just gonna put me in a much better place. Yeah, uh, Peter, you just moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. You've always got a lot of stuff going on on the work front. Mm-hmm. You have a baby at some point this season. Mm-hmm. What's what's your mental health going to be this this fall? Um, what is my mental health <laughs> going to be this fall? You know what? Yeah. I honestly, at least with the season, right, the rhythm of what you're doing, it is gets more- easier established i feel like um but you can also establish yourself in unhealthy habits true True. well i had a i had an incredible stretch in the spring which happens to me all the time where i get all my good habits going and then like best ball once i started realizing basically what happened is i realized i was behind pace to max bbm3 and the only time i can really draft is at night right before bed so then the phone came back into the room then you're checking the phone first thing you wake up and just Hundred percent blown, blown to pieces, and I don't really see that changing for probably the rest of my life. Now that I'm going to have a child, I do. Yeah, men- mental health, mental health is over for Pete for at least the next fifteen years. <laughs> and and next year, um, you know, when you're still when you're helping out with the baby and everything, you were going to have um, times where you're rocking the baby mm-hmm. and drafting at the same time. Yeah, as I remember me in 2018 on draft, just like I I remember specifically, there was one point and I was changing a diaper 
and I got news that uh, who was the Washington guy from LSU, the running back? Geis. Darius Geis. Darius Geis. Yeah, like something had happened to him. And I just remember like changing the diaper, having all the powder or whatever there, the cornstarch, and just like having to take a moment while I'm changing the diaper. And that was just like a time where I just had to be like, okay, this is this is not healthy. If 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 Davis were to ever be a father, because he's a better multitasker than me, you know, I feel yeah. like I'm gonna max out maybe rocking, drafting. Davis would have three things going on, right? He'd have the drafting, the baby. What would be the third thing, Davis? You'd Podcast. I, I, I can see you doing a TV show too while you're writing baby <laughs> drafting. I mean, we can, you know, we can truly, we can truly only hope that I am able to, to reach that level of multitasking as a the father. true test for those that have heard the stories of Britt divine grinding the, uh, the edges, he would send out probably, I don't know, 10 trades a day to try to get his best ball dynasty fantasy teams better. He's not even sending out any trades right now. He actually had to take a step back from commissioning. Yeah, he, he DM'd, he DM'd yeah. our group chat, and he was like, this is too much. I can't, I can't do I it. Can't, I can't. And he just had his head one. You know, like there's uh, – for those people that have multiple kids out there, it's uh, – Someone in the uh, ship chasing chat the other night we were doing the draft admitted that they would go bum hunting on Reddit for auction leagues and just join like $50 and $100 auction leagues with randos because they had such an edge in them. And I was just like, there's a level of EV hunting. You got to draw the line somewhere. And I personally draw it before going on. Reddit I draw it. I just draw it in any auction related format. <laughs> no. There's like, there's like no, there's like not an, like, even if I was guaranteed to get first place is, is four hours of my time worth 500 bucks. Auction is just so fun. We had our auction draft over the weekend was so fun. I would do it if I knew that, like, if like if payouts were automatic, basically. Right. Like That's if, what I was saying. Your, was your like, buddy you could fall for a Ponzi scheme. On. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kitchen, come into a Reddit board near you guys. Uh, you know, post your available auction leagues. Kitchen, I would be, uh, like. I I want to host an auction. It's like after you do an auction league, you're like, well, now what? Like, I just prepare for that thing, and I can't really use it again. We did have our uh, new uh, league that Peter Shanky hosts. Uh, we had Kitchen, that. I, that's I an think auction. I think FFPC does like relatively high stakes auctions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could do like a fifteen hundred dollar auction league. Oh man. The live stream of that would the be problem. The problem tip. is the problem is is those guys love Derrick Henry too. <laughs> they don't like Traylon Burks though. You'd for sure be able to get Traylon for a good price. Gosh. So all right, we're we're gonna talk about exposures here in a second. Damian Pierce though, is he gonna be the chalkiest chalk of Week One? Let's just get into it. Like, How much right is now. he? I think he's like four K, right? I think oh, I seriously. Think, oh God. I think I think Wandale actually. Because he is the stone man. No, Davis. If, if Pierce is 4K. I'm, check, I'm checking right now. I'm checking right now. Also, while Davis pulls this up, is this absurd that in a week, a week from now we're going to be talking, of, we're going to be building a, a week? A lineup? Lineups? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it is such, yeah, he is 4.8K. They are at home to the Colts. Um, theoretically, without sweating too hard, you can fit all the guys, right? You can play Lamar, you can play CMC, you can play Justin Jefferson, you can play Kamara. Pretty good. I can see the tweet right now. 
Well, the Damian Pierce slappies got there. You know it's <laughs> I mean, Blender Blender already has that scheduled, bro. Yeah. I cannot yeah. wait to fade Damian Pierce week one and have him just shove it down my throat. I feel like Damian Pierce is going to be our generation's Derrick Henry, where it's just fade, 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 shove it down your throat, shove it down your throat. I do. I kind of think that the Damian Pierce stuff has gotten a little little Out of crazy hand. yeah in because which direction the blowback or the or the the steam he's too hot he went at the three four turn okay, of a main agreement. i did the other night yeah i yeah. think he i think he should go where like gibson and josh jacobs go i think that's totally fair for him but we talked about this two or three weeks ago and this is even before this is before marvin matt got released obviously and before they held him out but like that was the guy i was like most concerned about not having the most exposure to or any relative exposure to and it, ever since then, it has gotten even worse. Where they've gotten rid of Marlon Mack, they're basically saying like he's he's the only guy. Uh, so yeah, I, if something if he goes off, then um, you know, RIP to those best ball teams. I mean, I but, just really hope I, I I think the right number for him to get week one. I hope he gets fourteen point three DraftKings points because that will not be enough to bury me in tournaments where I won't play him. And that'll be enough to get my cash game lineups across the line, which is where you, I will play him. You will fade him in cash games? No, I just said I'm playing. Okay, him you're playing. I said, right, I said okay. 14.3 points is good to not play him in tournaments, but yeah. good enough to put him in my cash game team. Oh, I'm glad that I'm at least uh, yeah. 18 awakes, 18 weeks away from uh, getting it's my always, cash shell going. Yeah. <laughs> That's always an interesting thing where you're, you're weighing your tournament versus your cash it's like cheering for the under in a football game where you're hoping they advance down the field far enough to pin the other team you know inside the 10 so that the other team comes back and then they pin the others the other team inside the 10 you like you want to do good but not not too good as far as the giants go you mentioned Wondell. is is galladay just dust like is there he, he any, was, any my, sort of hope for him. My reading of the situation is they would have stone cold not played him week one if Colin Johnson didn't tear his ACL. Was that not the most savage report ever? Running routes with the <laughs> stiffness of a mannequin. A mannequin. Is that guy employed by the team? Like that would be even more funny. <laughs> that that's a, I saw Pat Thorman in the chat earlier. That feels like a Pat Thorman line from his snaps and uh, snaps and yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, That was just beautiful. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like what we had such high expectations of this Giants offense earlier this offseason. Um, yeah, are we speaking, dialing that speaking, back? Of, speaking of regrets, I think a lot of my early teams with really good ADP values might be might have a, a Daniel Jones sized anchor on them, unfortunately. Well, and Galladay, you know. Um, oh, no, I was drafting Wandale because yeah. I've watched football before. Well, the few, you know, I used another site's projections at first. Um, <laughs> they, that, they, that, other, they, that other site's projections did like Kenny Galladay. They liked Galladay a lot. Uh, so. Galladay is our generation's Prashad Perriman, and I want everyone all season long when Galladay does shit to at him and say, thanks, Leone. No, no one be mean to Leone. <laughs> Michael has a hard job. Him getting one player wrong and working like everyone leave Michael alone. He, Michael is literally the best. Say, that's he the bit. He's almost... the best, and which means we can razz him the one fucking time he messes up. <laughs> all right, uh, are you concerned at all about this Giants offense, Peter? I mean, I'm not concerned about the offense. I'm excited to see it. 
with with Dayball. I feel like we're all every drafters are now coming around on not being fearful about Saquon. They're they're sold on him. We're excited about Juan Dale, Daniel Jones. We want to see him be a poor man's Josh Allen in this offense. They're they're one of the teams I'm most excited to see. Kadarius Tony still feels like a mystery box as far as what we're going to get from him. Yeah, he said today he's good to go too, which is big. Well, BFD, right? Like, um, you. I mean, you yes, look, pretty, pretty BF, pretty BFD to me because of how much I've drafted him. Do you do you keep up with the Ravens running back situation, Davis? Yes. It's his because job. That's another. Huh? Yeah. It's his job to stay on top of J.K. How, Dobbins. How mad, how mad are people going to be when J.K. Dobbins gets four touches in week one and Justice Hill leads that backfield and rushing? Dobbins is saying that he's fine, yada, yada, yada. Harbaugh is saying he's fine, too. And then you see him at that drill, like, unless you got a rock in your shoe, bud, you are not fine at all. Man, Brian he is. What, you want him to so run like a robot, on dude? Twitter. You want him to run like a robot? It's like, no, he's doing the drill, and right afterwards, like, ah. That's I know, like but me, that's, that's like me playing said, basketball. Though. Why, if I was Dobbins again, this is, and I'm, I'm certainly not in my yeah. head. I'd be like, these fantasy guys are so fucking crazy. I just want to make it seem like I, I, I hope they think I'm out for the whole season. I hope they think I'm going to do jack shit and then yeah. pleasantly surprise them when I'm on the field performing. I, I don't get why he gets so mad. He hasn't, he hasn't been paid yet, right? He, he is, that, a, is that what's going on? I mean, he's a second round. He was a second round pick, right? So it's yeah. like it's like he probably I would he probably has made like two million dollars in his career or whatever. So it's like he needs to dispel any idea because you know part of getting a contract is like the court of public opinion. You know that that's definitely that's definitely part of it. Like if the fans are like whatever, screw J.K. Dobbins, the team is going to be a little bit less likely to bring him back. But if all the fans want him back, I mean I'm not saying that's a big part of it, but it's definitely part of it. Davis. What is your biggest regret of all your bags? Well, f- before last week, it was definitely Albert Okui Boonham, right? Before Greg Dulcich got put on the uh, the I, I mean, probably probably Tyrion Davis Price just going so heavy on TDP early. And yeah, not but drafting. that take is not exactly as bad as it I, could be I, if you were like a big Trey Sermon guy. As it as it stands right now, I have gotten extremely lucky in terms of how my takes are playing out this off season, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to mean I, I make money, but I, I mean, generally speaking by this point of the off season, you're looking at one guy on your first page of exposures. Who's just dead, right? He, he's been out for the year, torn his knee or whatever. Wouldn't you guys say in general, unless you just were going ham on Tim Patrick, it's almost impossible to stare at your exposures right now and be like, God, Josh, there's this Josh, gaping Josh hole. Jacobs, Gibson, well, I but guess even Gibson, the Gibson stuff kind Brian, of Brian around. Robinson, Gibson, yeah. Brian Robinson. Yeah. My my other one along with Rojo at 15%, the one I don't look like looking at when I scroll through is I also have Isaiah Spiller at 15%. And those two yeah. don't don't feel good. Um if you if you were a Trey Lance fudder when he was cheap, you're probably a little annoyed because now if you want to get any Trey Lance, you have to pay full price. Like if you weren't drafting Trey Lance in the 10th round, that's probably annoying to look at your quarterback exposures. People yeah. are still worried about this Jimmy G stuff. I mean, they're big time. I, I could, I, I was like, this is a non-story. I, I was getting comments left and right and about, they, oh, this isn't any backup. Someone said that um, 
what did they say that he was gonna this was gonna be like a a mental block for lance on the field just knowing jimmy g is staring him down i was like what the fuck are you guys talking jimmy g about? they kyle shanahan literally said jimmy g doesn't even have a playbook what are we doing? That just about? seems like bad, bad form. <laughs> yeah. That seems like it seems like he might have been like overstating things and uh, you know just talking without really having. I mean, no, bad. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. is an overqualified backup quarterback. They've tried to win a Super Bowl with him. He literally is incapable because he is not accurate enough over the middle of the field or accurate enough deep enough down the field. Trey Lance might be worse, but he his ceiling outcomes are better. Kyle Shanahan is a smart enough guy to understand the differences between that. And the, I think the funniest outcome though, is the Niners suck and they don't win the division. They don't make the playoffs and Lance has bad passing stats, but he runs for like 14 touchdowns and, and the haters and losers are just so mad. They're just like, I can't believe this. It's not real fan. It's like I mean, Jalen hurts was quarterback one through nine weeks last year. And people were like, saying the rules of the game should be changed, that quarterback rushing yards should be scored differently because they were so mad. I'd be mad when Malik Willis takes over as well. Um, <laughs> You're so twisted in your takes, Dave. You were full fading Traylon Burks, then he scores the touchdown and you're back in. I mean, but I'm not, but I'm not denying it. I'm not denying the <laughs> roller coaster that I live on week to week. Well, I think that's a great thing about you, Dave, is because you have it both ways. Like you understand you're kind of an irrational fan. Your heart gets caught up. But then when it comes to every other team, you're just a cool, calculated EV hunter. And I think right. that's what's so special about you. Well, no, not EV hunter. I still live a little. Um, I'm just being with... sarcastic. I, 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 like I actually a roller coaster I, everywhere. I have a regret not drafting <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco when he was free. When it when yeah. it became when it became clear that he was like going to be the starting kicker, like not taking him in the 18th round, uh, and then taking him a couple times at like his peak price, that that feels bad. I thought he was on the like a uh, uh, a poor man's Pierce trajectory there, or, and or his, Darwin Thompson. He goes at 150 still in most of yeah. the underdog drafts, and I've been getting him because I was like you, Davis. I wasn't drafting him early, clearly by my Roger stuff, and I've been like, I, I'm fine getting my Pacheco exposure at 150, even if it's a little more than what other people got it at. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a regret that I have is too much Kelsey. Really? No, nah, no, nah, don't don't sweat that, man. Well, just because like the Pitts love and oh, that is Andrews, that is like, a regret. Not taking pits on all 150 teams is a regret I'm currently having. Yeah. So taking Kelsey so earlier when I could have, like, because I was taking him in the first round, end of the first round would take him. Um, and it's like, well, I could have just waited to the beginning of the second round and drafted pits. So that was a, that was probably a, a regret that I have. I was happy at the um, Camara exposure that I got, fading the the noise of him possibly being suspended yeah i would say fourth round kamara teams if i had to choose one player at 180p that existed for like more than a day probably like the, the cadre of teams i would make most likely to win best ball mania three yeah um i was also saying easy in the chat was asking any will fuller regrets i just I, clicked on a team with him on it a bbm three you know you know who's got will fuller regrets who Patrick Corain, who 
I the last is heavier on Julio than Fuller. Well, maybe he was before Julio signed with the Bucks, but he kept drafting Fuller. He told me a couple weeks ago Will Fuller was his most drafted player. You want to hear something messed up? Is I, I'm at 11% Fuller in BBM3, which I'm fine with. Got um, 9%. But I think I would have more. But I have to thank the market and I have to thank the community for stop drafting him to the point he was never at the top of the queue when uh, you're even looking queue. at your – whereas when he was there, I was like, I sure like Will Fuller here. So I just want to thank everyone for pushing him out of sight and out of mind and allowing me to pump the brakes on him because I did truly forget about him in probably like the last 15 drafts. Yeah. Um, I think the writing was in the wall whenever Josh Gordon was signed to the Titans practice squad. It's like if – he is if like flash is being signed well no charles robinson charles robinson did had the death knell for will fuller with josh norris like 10 or 11 days ago where he was like not only does it seem like will fuller doesn't want to play but teams aren't really wanting to coax him out of uh his self-imposed retirement either yeah i still uh, i don't know if it i feel like i can be rational I, I i was going too hard on him i still think he signs and plays somewhere i don't know if he'll be good i don't know how long it'll take him to get caught there, up to speed but i think he plays football this year there's some arcane i'm un, unable to explain it reason why you'd rather sign a veteran after week one than right now it's like it has something to do with how their number counts against the salary cap or something so it's like same thing for odell manny sanders those type of guys like it makes more sense for them to sign Makes more sense for the teams to sign them after week one. Well, also the players too, right? Because they'll have more leverage if if a good team loses one of their deep threats or whatever. All of a sudden, Fuller and his agent can maybe get a little more money than they're just getting right now. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Um, I mean, I hope Will Fuller signs, but I also I the Cowboys I, need to just buck up and grab him. I mean, what this this I is don't really know what they're doing. The Cowboys. Uh, it's not the 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 rollout for the Cowboys this offseason has been pretty bad. Not just the Cowboys, but also the Ravens too, right? Like they don't really have clear cut answers. Well, at least either. they at least the Ravens haven't lost a starting offensive lineman or all. What was it? The Ravens had their three starting running backs and their three starting defensive backs all suffer season ending injuries in the preseason last year. So the Ravens yeah. are probably feeling fine. The Ravens are probably looking in the eh, we're good to go. Well, I'm just talking about their their wide receiver personnel that they have this year. It's, dude, we dude, thought that they would dude, sign somebody. They, they got they got D Rob to run wind sprints. It's crazy. If you throw the ball 360 times a year, like what's the functional difference between Demarcus Robinson and Will Fuller? So who's who's the wide receiver three on the Raiders now? Matt Collins, who who we've met. <laughs> How dare I forget? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, are we taking flyers on Matt Collins over Labor Day weekend? I take, I've been, I'm in a dynasty startup draft line right now where we're like down at the end of it and I just took Matt Collins. I I'd mean, rather, it's like. I'd rather take Kyle Phillips, if we're being honest. Buddy, Kyle, Phil, Kyle Phillips went ahead of Robert Woods in this league and the chat told me to tell you. No. Do you know, do you know what's going to be hilarious about Kyle Phillips? He's he's gonna crush early with Tannehill. Yes. It's gonna be great. Yes, yes, yes. And then, but the team's not gonna be doing well because Tanny's checking down to Kyle Phillips every other pass. They're gonna put in Malik Willis, and then Kyle Phillips is just off to the is 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 done. <laughs> and then Traylon is gonna go. I I, I foresee it in my mind's eye. Get totally. Uh, Kyle Phillips is gonna just set the table. 
he's going to set the table perfectly for King Henry, just converting third downs <laughs> and letting King Henry have just an additional two carries, then converting the third down again. And just this version cool. of the Titans offense that you were imagining is like the most painful thing I can like, I can't, I just cannot. <laughs> I, Kyle Phillips, two yard crossers to set up Derek Henry, three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. I mean, what an offense. It's going to happen. Oh man. Although the Harold Landry news did think, okay, well, maybe they're not going to be as good defensively, so maybe that will help their... You know, Harold their Landry brain. is like taking up a lot of space inside of your brain, Dave. He was literally the third best defensive player we had. Like He was a Pro Bowl linebacker. So I highest mean, paid linebacker that there was, and now he's done. So that was the silver lining that I created in my head. I was a glass half full uh, situation I created in my head. Who are some guys, Peter, that you have been high on that it has actually worked out really well in your favor? I mean, my my uh, highest owned guy is KJ Hamler, and I'm still pretty excited about that. And because I was drafting him pre-Patrick stuff, so that was my good run out. Um, I, I got a decent bailout there, and then I've still been drafting him at his 150 ADP. So I feel I feel good about Hamler. Our, our friend Brian Hooper did uh, an overlay of me and Pete's exposures, and it's just Spider-Man meme. <laughs> it's just where we just have been drafting the same dudes. Yeah. Well, I was it was fun to try to figure out, yeah, because he created the basket of exposures. It was trying to see which one of us was pulling those up. You see, like, the Albert O 14%. I was like, I know who did that. Yeah, but then he put hers <laughs> in there, and then they all just went back down. They just <laughs> it back down. Herzig had some hot takes uh, recently on Twitter. I saw Herzig has like 28% CPAT, which seems yeah. good to me. Honestly, yeah. I have no, I take no umbrage with that. Herzig posted a fun one the other, the other day. Well, he had a weird structure one, but it also had Josh Allen T Higgins. And he made the point of how few teams would have that combo based on their ADP T Higgins early third, Josh Allen always going, you know, late, late third, early fourth. Um, I wish my brain was operating on that level right now to, to go out and <laughs> get some of those combos. I know I don't have, uh, but it's mush right now. So I'll just keep drafting anchor to ADP because I can't live a little kitchen. I've been, I've been like, my brain is so rotted by like thinking about like, who is the guy you need in week 17 and like, some of these old guys that I've been taking, I'm just like, I can't. Oh, do you're gonna have a come to Jesus moment on Sammy Watkins. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, Sammy more Watkins, like, you're out on now. No, more like more like Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar and Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm just like these guys so are not gonna be who you need in week 17. You're now seeing that maybe their upside is not what you need to win. Sammy can totally be the guy you need in week 17. That is uh, that is just as true today as it was there's six no chance months ago. No chance. There, there it, there's definitely no. a, like have you seen Sammy? Davis, for you play to tell him? me like you see more ways that Tannehill does not play than he does play, and then you're saying, Oh yeah, Sammy, Sammy's a lock to be a week 17 guy. He's Davis, not a lock. I'm just saying he can. Doesn't it make you nervous that Silva's also on Sammy Watkins? That would just be a big red flag for me. <laughs> Silva's got Silva. I would actually say the opposite. So the strength of what Silva does in fantasy football is like correctly identify who's good and who's bad in a way that I cannot do. Like I can't I watch the narrative with Sammy's been bad his entire career. When did that change? 
Sammy was always miscast. He was he was miscast. <laughs> he was revisionist like, history going on. Here. No, was no. I hated people don't even know because they haven't been around long enough. I hated Sammy Watkins as a prospect. I was anti Sammy, anti him on the Bills, anti him, anti him on the Rams, all that stuff. But once he got typecast as this nine route only veteran minimum guy, I was like, he's way better than that, which he is. And that's that. <laughs> I my my I do here. This is what I'll say. What if Sammy Watkins is the guy you need weeks one through four? I I that I could I could. That's fine. That's uh, that also. Yeah, given, were you saying given, that like given my uh, my dollar cost average on Sammy Watkins, like one good vintage hundred and ten yard two touchdown Sammy Watkins game is. There's just kiss. no way that Sammy's going to be the guy you need playing in cold weather games. It's a, it's a dome game. It doesn't matter. The uh, the games before that are going to be cold weather games. What if he, what if Sammy Watkins he hurts, healthy? No, no. What if he hurts his hamstring in week three, comes back in week sixteen, and then has one hundred and fifty and one in week seventeen against the Vikings? I, I That's it. Be, I need to go draft yeah. a Sammy Watkins Jalen Rager team <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> no, uh, Pete. Have you have you noticed this though that? Wide receiver, pretty much. There's not a draftable guy after round 15 now. It's it's, it's it, disgusting. It's, it is. I mean, really, Kyle we, Phillips. Uh, Kyle Phillips. Paging Kyle this, Phillips. We say this facetiously, but the the ship chasers have truly ruined fantasy football. I mean, I was in a I was in a home league draft. My home league draft last weekend at one point had 14 consecutive wide receiver selections for like a league that. Three years ago, would have no. taken Nick Chubb over Justin Jefferson. Like, but it, Davis, is, it is insane. Davis, your league listens to all the stuff that you're on. So, I mean, I can attest to this because I was at your wedding and they were telling me about all the stuff. So they are, you know, semi-sharp where they're listening and, and having some, there's some sort of influence You'd there. they're sharp adjacent. Sharp yeah. adjacent. <laughs> sharp adjacent. So it's, my, but, but my even, league. My league was was not that sharp. There were tons. I saw the shirts you were wearing. I could agree. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there were tons of wide receivers left, and I'd already spent like you know the the big bucks, so I couldn't get them. And I was just like biting right here. What is what what percentage of the cap does Derrick Henry go for at David Kitchen's home auction? Well, not. I mean, not that he wasn't the guy. It was. Um, <laughs> We changed if, it, if it was boomers, it would be Jonathan Taylor. We changed we changed the superflex uh this year, and so there was some people that just did not understand the value of quarterbacks, really, and some people that were just hyping other players up way too much. But again, at auction, you have you have people that are like rivals against other people in the league, and they don't want you to have that player and there's all sorts of stuff that happens. It's not sure, your but traditional anyway, anyway no draft. one no one cares about Soccer Dave's home Superflex Auction League. Even the main event has become like you can get buried by the wide receiver avalanche in the main event, which like literally my first main event, it was like you could get really good wide receivers in like the 10th round. Now it's like Wandale Robinson is like 50-50 to be gone when you're on the clock in the 11th round. Like it's tough out there. But Wandale Robinson should be over. that way. That's, I'm not I mean, saying that was the whole reason why you were right, drafting, drafting earlier this David, June. drafting in an efficient market is much less fun than drafting in an inefficient market. You say that, but you just said that you might draft a hundred teams on Labor Day. Um, so, 
Well, I'm the market maker. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you move the lines? No, I just am. I just, it's, don't get lazy now, bro. I want to yeah. win the stupid fucking million dollars. Are you uh, drafting Dulcich now since you have all your Albert O bags? He's, he's on IR, Dave. Well, he might come back. <laughs> no, I'm not drafting a backup tight end who didn't play at all in training camp and is going to miss the first four games of the season. You I'm just said that, that the thesis behind the Sammy plays that he hurts his hamstring and then comes back to win. I said, I said what if, bro? I said, what if? Greg Goldich for Sammy Watkins, <laughs> full season, half point PPR. This is like our Devontae Parker versus Dotson. I mean, the the, 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 the Dulcich thing got like so out of control in our little disgusting corner. I wonder how that day. happened, David, because <laughs> yeah. someone was calling it a conspiracy theory and a false flag, and you were about to get buried. You got bailed I was, out by that. I injury. was about to get beyond buried because clearly – the week before they put him on the IR, Hackett said, we're doing everything we can to get him ready for week one, which just like brings me to like a $6 million man scene where they're, you know, they're, they're, they're like trying to like fix up every part of him. So cl clearly they hate Alberto. He just is getting very lucky. Nathaniel Who's... Hackett hates Alberto and he's going to have hates no him. choice. Hates him. Tim Patrick Dolce. It's like, sorry, sorry, Hackett. You're gonna have to roll him out there, buddy. Which it's bizarre. Like, what? It, like, I don't. Why would you hate this guy? I, it makes it. It's. It's kind of like how Hayden's brain has been broken by the Trey Sermon stuff. It's like that's me and Alberto. Well, people, Alberto some is people my think Trey that Sermon. the Niners hate Trey Lance, and that's why they. Well, signed, I, they I actually Jimmy believe that. I believe. I believe Kyle Shanahan, if he had his way, would go back in time and undo that transaction. I think he wanted to take Mac Jones, and he got bullied by the media into taking. Trey Lance. I, I truly believe that in my heart of heart. Shanahan drafted Trey Lance in the seventh round of a draft because he was so excited about the upside and then immediately wished he would have just waited for Kirk Cousins later. <laughs> That's what <laughs> got <laughs> Oh, I, I had this galaxy brain thought the other day. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm wondering Pete's take on this. So lots of drafters last season who had access to really good projections and rankings and game theory talk and who generally you would say are sharper than the average person drafting actually drafted dead teams because of how high that group of people was on Lance and fields. So I wonder what that is like, what, what do you think the equivalent of that is this year? Where like the, this, this sharper sharp ish or at least well-informed group of people what is something that could like totally ruin their chances of winning a million dollars? Well, first of all, I'll say that's equivalent to the like late DFS GPP steam, right? Where everyone's like, CeeDee Lamb's going to be sub 10%. He has this insane upside. He's the, the stone cold GPP lock of the week. And then you flip over the cards and he's 22% in the spy. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, all the sharp people ended up in the same thing and then just ended up being sheep and made a suboptimal play. Well, and Lance and Fields weren't exactly like, they might have been they might have been on dead teams, but they weren't, they weren't like, super expensive. But right. a quarterback, the opportunity Lance, cost Lance of got expensive. A quarterback. Lance got expensive. Killed teams. Like it's different if you say you took Jamison Crowder or whatever and in the 13th round he does nothing, versus if you're rocking a two QB build with Trey Lance, like that kills the team. Can I, that's, can that's I give what, an answer? That's what I'm saying. That's what can I'm I saying. Give an answer? Juju could be, and I like Juju, but Juju you're, could be. That you're guy. actually right. Juju is totally the answer of like the I the I think I'm smarter guy, and then it turns out Juju still stinks. Yeah, or he's just like one of many. Um, yeah, you're 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 actually totally right. 
That's sad. But go, yeah, Peter, I mean, I'd be, one the answer, people, bud. I'd be one of those people. I'd be one of That is clearly the answer. Yeah. Of like yeah. the. Or say, I mean, same reasoning for the Packers as well. If it's not one particular guy, it's just a bunch of guys that are just. The I think it's it's hard for it to be anyone other than a quarterback, though, in, in actual practice, right? Because even because if Kyle gets bust, yeah. I mean, tight ends score so little. And if the other elite tight ends are mediocre, like you're not going to get buried there. But the quarterback, if you take a zero at quarterback, well, that's going to whatever. That's I, I, can, to like, I can confirm that taking zeros at quarterbacks yeah. for multiple weeks really hurts right. your advance rate via personal experience. Tur- turns out the uh, the the Lance Fields Tua teams were not what you needed right. to win a million dollars. If these year. mobile quarterbacks all get hurt, right? Like these, uh, you know, the Week Seventeen theories will all go. Like it does it won't even matter? You, right? Well, don't you think? Do you think? Um, because last year, I'm trying to think of the closest comp to Lance, and it would have been like the Desmond Ritter in Mariota, and if we were all drafting Ritter in the 13th. I wonder if there was a less exciting quarterback than Mariota there. Say it was a, a Carson Wentz type or something. Would we have pushed Ritter up higher knowing, like, Ritter's going to dust this guy. They have to get him on the field, and then he doesn't play the whole year. It almost seems like we didn't quite get the situation to line up for another Lance Bagel. I mean, if anything, you'd probably be Malik. It's just different because none of them were first rounders. Like it's a true. very, very big. Yeah, difference the quarterback class this year sucked. I mean, it, it's it and sucked. it does. It, it funnily enough, it does look like Pickett is going to dust off Trubisky pretty quickly, which is really funny considering he was the twentieth pick and Fields sat what six games behind Dalton. Lance played two games. Funnily, Mac Jones leading the. The, the way was really funny. Well, that's why it just feels like it's going to be completely opposite how it played out last year, where we were all aggressively drafting those rookie quarterbacks. Even Zach Wilson was getting pushed up. Obviously, Lawrence Fields, Lance. This year, they're all buried. And it's like, I could see Paz to Pickett, Ritter, and Malik Willis all being fantasy relevant the last three to four weeks of the season. Malik Willis being who you need would be quite the turn. That would be that would be something. Hurts. I'm here for um, it. Hurts not having a good season rushing for whatever reason could also be hurt a lot of teams. Well, that's that won't happen, but him just like true. I mean, if he has a season like Lamar did, remember when Lamar after Lamar's big season and he came back next year, didn't didn't really do that great. He's like QB, what, 15 or 16? No, no, that that didn't happen. I also know that this is an obvious point, but it is like, the whole reason we're drafting guys like Lance and that is because we we know that there is a scary floor there too, but we're chasing the upside. Like if, if you don't want the zero, you just take fucking Kirk Cousins, right? I mean, that's the risk you're taking on when you make those picks. We know that half the time or whatever percentage of the time, that's just going to blow up in your face. The real question is, is if so many people are doing it within a hive mind, is it actually not as sharp? Are you not getting it in as good as you actually think? Well, and, and you know, Hayden did this research, which I think everyone kind of thought was like cool and fun and then moved on, but basically showed that not only that inside of similar roster constructions, people are also taking the same players. So like people who do anchor RB are taking the exact same players and people who do zero RB are not only following a similar construction, but they're like literally duping each other. So it's like, there actually is like such, I think this hidden value in doing like doing anchor RB, but doing it with 
Ezekiel Elliott and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz or whatever. Like just like getting like players who people like you don't like. Like how many like how many Wandale teams are gonna look the same? How many Wandale teams are gonna have like 10 to 10 overlap? Because the type of people that take him are the same type of person. Yeah, I mean the 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 earlier the guy is going, the more it look like it, you know, the, the Zeke and David Montgomery's are probably the better example of like, yes, you're never going to see like four jacked up wide receivers and then Zeke or very rarely unless, but then, but I'm saying, and so is that like, it's sure that it should like combinatorially, you should actually be doing that. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was number 10. He went from being, but he missed, he missed two games. He was like top seven. This is not in 20. This is in 2020. He played the same amount of games he played. The game before so if lamar, games, if, if if hertz does as a rusher what lamar did in 2020 with a thousand yards and seven rushing touchdowns you're calling that good you're saying all good okay uh final thoughts before this is our our last best ball show of the swolecast next week well i mean i will i will kidnap tuttle and put him on the show if I have to. Like he I'm has excited no to see if, he even... Tut- if Tuttle's not here. I mean, th- something went right. He got fired or something. I mean, th- yeah. he's yeah. he's he, he's legally required to show up. He for is. Week one. It's literally yeah. part of his job. Yeah, I don't like to be litigious, but um... <laughs> oh, I'll serve. I'll serve Tuttle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have someone drive a tractor out to wherever the hell he lives. <laughs> serve him. Here's all you gotta do is tempt him with a uh, dead guy's mattress, and uh, (laughs) he loves a good free dead guy mattress. (laughs) Classic. Oh, also, kitchen. We should tell people we have because people are very confused when we do our shows. We we are going to be settling into a regular cadence. Do you want to let the people know? Do you let the people know? He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. I think it's twelve thirty on Wednesdays, but I'm not certain. Twelve thirty. One thirty legitimate time zone. East Coast. Coast. Twelve thirty best time zone. Yes. So put it on your calendar. Recurring invite. uh, Eighteen weeks popping up there. Turn notifications on. Oh, twenty-two weeks, dude. You think we're not doing a a swolecast for the Super Bowl? I just always assume that the the budget they're not going to have any money in the couch cushions by the time they see how the show's performing. Then. Yeah, and we we were going to do a Wednesday show this week like we usually do, but I had to lead the uh, all hands our portion of the all hands meeting for Better Collective. So yeah, totally big moves. I, I mean, people people said it's really good, and that Dan should watch his back. So that's that's all I needed to know. Final thoughts, Davis. I really hope Sammy Watkins is the guy you need at least one week this season. Not even week 17, just one week, Sammy. Be the guy you need. Peter? I hope Ronald Jones, whether it's with the Chiefs or with an unnamed team, scores a touchdown. Just one touch. Just basically an olive branch of hope is all I need. Yeah. I would just say that uh, both of you are inspirations to me and to countless others out there. Mm. You know, you take a look back the, the fantasy football analyst 10 years ago, they didn't have the opportunity to do this. And you guys are taking what has been given to you. And that is the opportunity to do hundreds of drafts, best ball drafts. No, you used to be able to do it. You just had to do them via email on myfantasyleague.com. Right. But you could not get in the sheer volume of leagues. Like you just could not do it. And you guys have done it, 
And Pete, you have done like a hundred streams with uh, of just best ball drafts. And so kudos to you guys with it being Labor Day weekend. I just want you guys to to take a day off. It's like Holly said to me at Davis's wedding when she saw all your friends there. How does he have this many friends and still work so hard? And um, no, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> she said, "How does how does he get so much how done?" How did Holly get two faulty premises into one set? I, I know it's yeah. incredible. How does he get so much done with all these friends? Like he hasn't he has a life is basically what she was getting at. And um, you know, I, I had I have too much respect for you, Davis, to to let her in on that. But I will say, thanks for not thanks for not outing me. Yeah, I'm gonna text Lauren right now and say, "Kitchen just gave me the rest of the weekend off." I don't have <laughs> yeah, to do yeah, go smoke you a Boston butt. Um, everyone have a good Labor Day weekend, and next week it's gonna be grind time. We are going to be talking about quarterbacks, cash game quarterbacks, tournaments, making lineups on here, going full galaxy brain, and it is gonna be fun. So hit that like button, subscribe, get those noties going, and we'll see you next week here. On the Swole Cast from RudderGrinders.com. Peace.